My name is Andy Field. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hey there, Emerald Podcast listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Idea Industry Series. I'm Francisca Monahan, the Senior Podcast Editor here at the Daily Emerald. And I'm Emily Garcia. I am the host of the Idea Industry Series. So what are we talking about today, Emily? This is inspired by my own personal life right now. We are going to be talking about internships and applying for your first job in the industry oh boy oh my gosh I've never been so tired in my life okay but this is a good sense of tired because you know how like everybody tells you when you start out at the SOJC that you know your future is just right around the corner and you got to prep for it because it's coming up soon well this is the time they're talking about because now you are applying to a lot of different things and I'm sure you know Fran from absolutely (laughs) in journalism the struggle is real so tell me some of your experiences with your internship applications so far okay well this year I applied to a few internships and I recently accepted one uh congrats thank you um for the Snowden internship program which is through the SOGC with KLCC our radio station here in town I'm super excited that's awesome though congratulations Um, how many internships did you apply to before you got that one specific? Um, I think I had about 15 to 16 internships on my list. Um, this one I heard back from pretty quickly and since it's paid and I already work there, it was a pretty great situation. So I narrowed down the rest of my list to like my dream jobs, which are pretty far fetched if I were to get them. Hey. Um, but might as well apply to them, you know? Yeah, you never know if you don't try. Advertising is very similar. Um, I've been currently applying to 10, 11 internships so far. Haven't heard back yet. But one of the things I'm finding out as I'm going through agencies, at least with advertising agencies, is there's a lot of agencies you don't know about. So one of the things a lot of people when they're in school realize is the communication community in general is really small. And that's true in some ways. And it's a little bit of like, eh, in others. Here's where we get that idea. It's you have a lot of people working together where there's a lot of crossover, whether it's in journalism, public relations, advertising, even media studies, the communication community in the United States is pretty small. Now, when we come into the SOJC, we go into media professions where we're taught about all of the different possibilities of work you can have in the media, as well as the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated, comma, especially since you may end up working with the person right next to you in the future. And that's really true. But with that statement, we kind of get this idea like, oh, my gosh, the industry is like this small, like exclusive club that is really hard to get into. And in some ways, that's true. And in others, that's not necessarily the case. So for me, my actual journey with finding agencies I wanted to work for began last year over the summer. I looked up a list of agencies through the Creative Ham. It's their forever incomplete list of creative agencies. And it's really cool because they organize it by which region you're in and then by city. So then once you click the link into the city, you can choose any agency that's on record that's in there and you can check out their website. So I started there and 
for me. I'm a West Coast gal, so I started out on the West Coast, and I originally got my list down to about 50 agencies going into my senior year, and then I've slowly dwindled it down to now we are at 25 agencies that are across the entire United States. So we're not just on the West Coast anymore. In fact, we're also in New York and Miami, which is really cool. But one of the things I keep hearing that's popping up is people are like, I'm not getting hired. I'm not getting hired. I'm not getting offers. What's up? And one of the things I think it has to do with is the people at the agency you're applying to. You forget that when you apply for internships, it's kind of like dating. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, Francisca, but doesn't it feel like when you go in, you're like asking them questions and they're asking yours and you're sweating to the nines and you're just thinking, oh my God, this is like a first date, right? No, yeah. You're trying to put your best foot forward, but also be honest about yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you're terrified that something's going to grow wrong and it's not going to be a good fit. (laughs) Yeah. And you're waiting for that moment where they're like, it's not you, it's me. And you're just sitting there just like drenched in sweat. At least that's how I get. And it's, it's awkward. Thank God for Google Hangout because when you do a an online interview the person on the other side can't see just how badly you're sweating and how nervous you are which is great but you really want to go in and actually talk with people at the agency for two reasons you're building your network but also you're kind of getting a vibe for the people you're going to work with and that's one thing that I think a lot of creatives need to understand is you're going to be spending a lot of time with these people for the next two years, three years, depending on how quickly you move up in your career. And another thing we also have to discuss about that is when you're spending long hours with them, you want to make sure you respect the people you work with, but you also enjoy working with them. Because during your first couple of years of the industry, it's almost guaranteed you're going to work overtime consistently. So you don't want to be hating your life. Work is a part of your life. You want to enjoy it. And part of that is by hanging out with the people you work with. Now, Francisca, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot and I'm going to ask, how do you get along with your people at KLCC? Because you're currently interning there, yeah? Yeah, I am. Um, It's been great so far. At first, it was a little odd. Um, I'm technically, right now, I'm a volunteer. Uh, They couldn't call me an intern because they're not paying me and I'm not getting academic credit. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently, it's illegal to call that an internship. Dang. Just so you guys know, don't get used by your media house if they tell you that it's an unpaid internship and you're not getting academic credit. So how does a student ask if an internship is paid or not paid? Like, How did you get that conversation going? I was pretty confident going into it that it wasn't paid. I mean, it's a public radio station. What I really wanted out of it was the experience. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm interested in radio and audio storytelling uh, as a career field. And unfortunately, there isn't a lot of opportunities for that here at the U of O. So I was just looking for more people to learn from. Um, And then I ended up getting the Snowden internship with them over the summer, which is paid. But yeah, I've actually dealt with that same sort of question in my mind where I like do I email a radio station like KQED down in San Francisco they have an internship but it doesn't say whether or not it's paid on the website Mm -hmm. and I'm like should I ask but then I also don't want to seem like I'm all that or that I'm Mm -hmm. ungrateful or something I I don't want to come across as they're not good enough for me to go there because KQED is a great station but Mm -hmm. it's a difficult question to ask but you have to be honest about it in the Mm -hmm. when you're When you're a professional, you have to negotiate 
your salary anyways and people want to see that you have initiative they'd rather you had initiative and passion than if you were just kind of a pushover exactly exactly I have the same issue that you had looking at all of these internships most of them are paid and it'll say for those of you who are in the process of applying for your internships either over the summer or for next year or your future jobs in a sense what you also need to look at is when you read the description page when it's posting the job listing it should say whether or not it is paid now here's the situation is if it's paid they are required to pay you minimum wage so definitely go on google search what the minimum wage is for that city and then you can have a rough idea about what your pay is going to be and it'll say either full-time or part-time i believe if it's 20 hours or less you are considered part-time and then if it's 40 hours or more it's considered full-time so you can do the math right there sometimes it won't actually talk about your pay now that's something I'm running into Um, I'm applying for an internship with the company CPB Um, they're an ad agency that has offices in LA Boulder and Miami I'm really excited Um, they're these really cool people but one of the things that I realized while talking with a couple of their recruiters was it's really hard to negotiate salaries. And one of the things is, this is a big no-no, do not reject the first offer and there's like a little asterisk by it if it is fair and reasonable. So growing up, our parents always tell us don't accept the first job offer you get with the salary price. And so we want to be like business people and negotiate it. But as you said, Francisca, it's really, really hard to negotiate your price. Like, when are you confident and when does your confidence turn into cockiness? And the best way to save your reputation and yourself a waste of time by being paid unfairly is by actually looking into Glassdoor.com. Now, this is a salary website where what you do is you type in the job title position you are applying for and then you type in the area in which you're searching what this will do is it'll give you the average cost in the city now what you have to do is when you go in ask yourself and do some math and research you are investing in your future right now guys i'm learning this the hard way is you need to calculate what your living expenses are going to be and then once you have your living expenses compare it to the average salary of that city and can you actually afford that once you have that and you go in they will give you an offer if it doesn't match what the average is in the city or if it doesn't cover your living costs that you need to survive that's when you negotiate but other than that don't do it guys you don't need to be like some mobster making them an offer they cannot refuse because There are plenty of applicants out there in the world who can definitely fill in your place. Absolutely, for sure. And when you're hired and you've been working there for a while, there will be chances to increase your salary later. Mm -hmm. Once you prove yourself a little, once they trust you, once they think, yeah, I value this person's work and I would be willing to pay a little more for it. That's when you try to negotiate absolutely and I bet a lot of people are curious why are you entering as an intern rather than going for quote an entry-level position here's the rub when you're an intern internships can last anywhere from three months to six months and this is basically like a trial period this is where we talk about the dating 
metaphor where you're kind of dating the company and they're checking you out. Now, a lot of places will not hire a person outright unless they have experience. What the internship does for the agencies is it lets them test out candidates that they could see in an entry-level position and try them on for size. But it's also an opportunity for interns to try out an agency and see if that's where they fit. And it's great because it lets both parties experience and see if they can work together. And then you get a job raise when you get a title. And so it's basically one of those things where like, hey, this is working really well. We want to take you on full time as an entry level position. Or it's like, hey, you know, not for us. No worries. You just spent three months with them. So it's okay. You can move on and find something else. So internships are the best way to get your foot in the door in the industry. So don't turn your nose up to them just yet. And it is important to remember that not especially if you're going into more of the journalism sort of side of things. I know a lot of journalism or media houses, they don't hire back interns right away. Some do, but usually the big ones don't so much. They want Mm -hmm. people who have several years of experience. But that's no reason to turn those offers down either or to get discouraged because they'll remember you if they liked you and they'll reach out to you when a job comes up later. I've heard that multiple times from people I know who have worked for WNYC or NPR. Those are companies, I mean, they're radio companies, which is what I'm familiar with, but they hire back a lot of interns. Ari Shapiro, he's an intern. Mm. Yeah. Or he was an intern. Not anymore, obviously. Yeah. That's really cool. In a way, like when I when I think about an internship, since it's less likely to get hired right away, I often just think of it as like you're getting so much good experience from so many different people and you're learning so much that you can take other places. That in itself is really valuable. And even if you're just there for three months and then somewhere else for three months, they're making you a way stronger candidate for a job later. And that's a perfect segue, actually, for my final point, which is network. We're not talking about your Instagram or your social meet, other social media. We're talking about your professional network. And an internship that doesn't lead to a job can actually be beneficial in that it builds your network, which can then help you land a job later. So what you want to do is you want to reach out to professionals who are in the same industry you are in, who work in the same atmosphere you want to work in and then also people who you can identify with and get along with somebody you would see as I'm not going to say best friend because that's a little too informal but somebody you would look up to as like a mentor or a guidance counselor or somebody's opinion who may be older or younger whose work and life you respect and you want to get in touch with them and so for the last six months I've been spending time developing my network you can do it through LinkedIn which I highly suggest or you can also do it the old-fashioned way of talking with friends and reaching out through emails and stuff like that and so what you do is you develop these connections with people in the network so that when a job opens up at let's say NPR for a podcast you can apply Francisca if you have a friend in the network who will just be like hey you're the perfect candidate for you here's her resume we'd love to hire her yeah for sure and so your people at the internships you go to they'll know you on a more intimate level than just like a LinkedIn profile as well Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm just gonna say even if you don't get accepted to an internship like I had an interview for an internship a few months ago which I did not end up getting 
but I'm still in contact with the guy that interviewed me and he's offered to write me he's offered to write emails on my behalf to other internships he's a guy that I can reach out to when I have questions or I can send along my work and be like hey let me share this with you because I made it and I'm proud of it just like keeping those people close even if it's not like a direct mentor relationship just kind of keep contact kind of send them an email every couple of months even if you don't have an entire internship with them exactly start building your network now especially those of you who are not graduating this spring but graduating maybe next year or the year after you are never too young to start your professional network so just talk with them chat with them tell them about a project you did tell them about a job you're looking at somewhere else because those people can be the people who actually help you get the job of your dreams but you never know if you don't develop those relationships some extra tips that I'm just gonna talk about really fast are tips to succeed now this is coming from somebody who sat through a lot of recruiting uh, workshops and things like that first of all write a good cover letter no, none of that I'm writing to apply to this thing. They know that no. already. They know that you're writing to apply to the thing. Mm, yes, exactly. And do not say to whom it may concern. That is just your first step at getting your entire application tossed to the side because there's going to be 100,000 people who do that. Don't be one of them. Make your cover letter personal and about you. The best format for a good cover letter Start by stating who you are and what internship position you are applying for in the first line or two. Next, talk about the place you want to work at, whether it's an advertising agency or a podcast network. Then talk about yourself after you've talked about why you like the place you're applying for. And then finally, talk about the potential that can happen when you two come together. And then finally, sign off. This is a great flow to show that you are genuinely interested in the company and it also lets you stand out as an individual by talking about yourself a little bit more than your resume would. And for you journalism nerds out there who are applying to internships, NPR actually recently published a very helpful article about how to write a cover letter to them specifically. But I find that that format would work very well for any other media organization. Um, It focuses a lot on storytelling. They suggest that you tell a story to introduce yourself. Also, they know that their internship will be beneficial for you. That's Mm -hmm. why everybody is applying to it. Tell them why it would be beneficial for them to hire you. What what can you give them, not what they will give you inevitably? Mm -hmm. It's all about that two-way street because, again, your internship is a dating process. You have to give and take just like you would in a relationship outside of the office. Tip number two, connect with a recruiter on Facebook or preferably LinkedIn or email, but do not bombard them. After you apply for the internships, I am totally understanding where your nerves are fried and you're wondering why the heck you haven't gotten a response in the last 26 hours and two minutes since you applied, but do not bombard the recruiter because the recruiter is the person who helps hire you sometimes. And the last thing you want to do is to spam up their entire email and get them annoyed with you to the point that they no longer consider you. Be respectful of their time and connect with them, but don't smother them. Tip number three, I have to say this very full-heartedly, make sure your social media reflects the type of person you want to be perceived as. A lot of recruiters now are actually looking at people's 
Facebooks, Instagrams, and Twitter as a way of determining your character. It speaks almost as much as your portfolio, your resume, or your cover letter because it's you, quote, unfiltered. So maybe do some Facebook scrubbing before you apply to anything. Yeah, that uh, profile picture of you doing kissy lips holding a Bud Light when you're 18, probably not good to keep on your Facebook. Just pointing that out. Okay, moving on to number four. When you are also applying for internships, it's really important to consider the fact that you may not get the internship, but that doesn't mean you burn the bridge. Maintain that connection with that agency as much as possible, and a good thank you goes a really long way. So make sure that your thank yous are good and sincere. Tip number five, if you have a portfolio, make sure that every piece you have on your portfolio is your best work and that you absolutely love it. If you feel 50-50 on it, it's probably a good idea to take it down and make it your favorite project you have on your portfolio. If you don't love it, you probably hate it and you really don't want them checking that out. So make sure you're posting stuff you love. And then finally, once again, express your thank you because these people are taking billable time to talk with you. So thank them for their time. A thank you card, a thank you email, a thank you tweet goes a really long way in this industry. So that's our crash course experience in internship searching and job applications. I know I am pretty tired after talking about that and it may be week 10 talking too. I I don't know brain. Yep. If you're still applying for stuff, hang in there. It's a lot of work. Yep. May the job searches be ever in your favor. You can follow me on Twitter at Emily underscore Calais. That's K-A-L-E-I. And you can find me at Franny Monahan with an I-E, not a Y on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.